y'all continue to sleep on these 10 dudes for fantasy football. Not me, because it's 9 a.m. and I'm ripping C4 pre-workouts for absolutely no reason. Six foot five for nothing. We're talking 10 players that are going, I think, round 12 or later. Maybe one of them has moved up to round 11. Some of them are like round 16. 10 dudes that I absolutely love going in the later double-digit rounds of fantasy football drafts. So y'all know what to do next. Tuck them. Stop yelling, but I'm going to hit you with... Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I can't stop yapping about this dude, is Michael Wilson. And if you watch Tuesday's video, which was my complete recap of the week one of preseason games, a lot of these dudes might be overlaps because I talk about them after week one because I'm excited about them and excited what I saw in week one of preseason. So Michael Wilson is a rookie out of Stanford, six foot one, 215 pounds. Michael Wilson is the only dude in that receiving core in Arizona that's bigger than 185 pounds. And listen, I'm not I'm not like one of those hipsters that's joining onto the band right now. I've been talking about Michael. Actually, this is kind of the definition of being a hipster. I'm a Michael Wilson hipster. Fuck it. Michael Wilson is a dude that I've liked since, if you watch my videos since fucking pre-NFL draft, he was one of my favorite sleeper wide receivers coming out of Stanford. This dude runs such good routes for how big he is and how athletic he is. I'm telling you, he's going to be a staple in this offense immediately it's hollywood brown and then the wide receiver two role is his he ran every single snap with the starters in their first preseason game he's gotten non-stop buzz he's like a goddamn bumblebee out there in the arizona training camp and i tweeted this out the other day every year there are guys that come out in the draft class that people just kind of write off because they don't fit the analytical bill but if you watch just a little bit of tape you can see that you just need to put context behind their stories michael wilson had a ton of trouble staying healthy in college that was his biggest problem. And listen, I can't predict injuries. I don't know if Michael Wilson is going to stay healthy, but I do know that if he does stay healthy, he's going to be an impact player for the Arizona Cardinals. Two years ago, this player was Ramondre Stevenson. I loved him. He went to Juco. He got suspended, but he was so good once he got to Oklahoma and was able to play on the field in a limited sample size. But no one wanted to actually look in to why his limited sample size was a thing. Last year, Damian Pierce absolutely loved him, right? Michael Wilson, for me, is this year's Ramondre Stevenson, Damian Pierce at the wide receiver position, which is pretty cool because normally we settle in on a running back. But we're talking about Michael Wilson. In their first preseason game, it was Michael Wilson. Who the fuck was the other outside wide receiver? Zach Pascal. And then Rondell Moore only ran routes when they were doing 11 personnel and he was in the slot. It's going to be Michael Wilson and it's going to be Hollywood Brown on the outside. This is going to be a bad team. They're going to have to pass the ball a lot in the second half. If you're in a regular home league, your, homie, your homies will have no fucking idea who Michael Wilson is. So you could probably get him in the last round. But if you're doing best ball drafts right now on underdog, Michael Wilson should occupy your 15th round pick every single time. And if I'm at the turn, what I like doing is stacking up Michael Wilson with Alec Pierce. Alec Pierce, sophomore wide receiver out of Cincinnati, now paired up with Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson was named the starter out there in Indy for his rookie season. So there will at least be a lot of excitement out there in Indy. I don't know how this offense is going to come together. What I do know is based off watching them play and, and also based off just last year, Michael Pittman just seems to be a dude who's probably going to be underutilized like throughout most of his career. He's a good deep ball player. He's a very good separator. He's a good route runner, but they just use him as a safety blanket and as a possession receiver like 10 yards down the field. Alec Pierce seems to be the go-to guy down the field. I think he's going to be making a lot of plays 20, 30, 40 yards down the field, and that is his specialty. That was his thing coming out of Cincinnati. That was kind of his thing last year. He was on limited playing time, but I expect it to be fully 
Alec Pierce, Michael Pittman on the outside for Anthony Richardson, who's got a cannon of an arm and will take shots down the field. So kind of like Alec Pierce, he's a little bit tougher in just like straight up redraft leagues because those big play type dudes are a little bit tougher to predict uh, when you should be throwing him into your lineup. But I'm a fan of Alec Pierce. He's a dude that you can absolutely get late. And I think we'll have big games where he's like a top 15 wide receiver three to four times throughout the year. Next up, kind of a boring player, but in that same mold is Devontae Parker. Now, I don't really want to invest in like the New England Patriots passing offense whatsoever, but what I do feel like is we don't really know who the wide receivers are going to be, right? They signed Juju, but Juju, I'm pretty confident in saying that he kind of stinks, and he's a worse fit for this offense than Jacoby Myers was. Tyquan Thornton is a is a fun, young wide receiver that I had a lot of excitement about in the beginning of the year, but he's not really running a lot of routes with the starters, and we haven't heard too much buzz out of camp from him about him being like a staple of this offense. Mike Kosicki did just get hurt. So Devontae Parker is a dude that they just gave an extension to. So it feels very clear to me that if there's one staple of this passing offense, it's going to be Parker. I am not like overly excited to get him onto my team, but I do think he's probably a lock for about 80 targets and to run 75 to 80% of the routes in this offense. And the targets got to go somewhere. There's a lot of hype about Demario Douglas right now. I I'm, I'm mm, 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 hands off. We're doing pushups hands off of Demario Douglas right now until I see more. Cause he was not running with the starter. So Parker's a dude. I'm, they gave him like three years for 35 million, like a month ago. And I'm sure if you look at the contract, it's probably realistically just like a one or two year deal, but but that's enough for me to know that like someone's going to get targets and he is at least one staple of the outside wide receivers in this offense. You want to talk about a staple in this offense? Let's talk about Jake Ferguson. Fergie, okay? Ferguson has been getting all the hype all offseason. They they drafted Luke Schoonmaker. They have other wide receivers that have been like hurt. Peyton Hendershot or whatever the fuck his name is. Hendersh yeah, it's Hendershot, I think. Ferguson's that dude. He is the starter there. He looked great in their first preseason action. Again, I when I look at preseason games, I, I don't really care about production. I'm not looking at stats. I'm looking at who is running routes with the starters, who is the one that's taking all the snaps with the ones, who is running the routes when their starting quarterback takes dropbacks, and it's Jake Ferguson. And he did run up some nice statistics in the first game. I think he got targeted three times on their first drive. I expect him to be a big part of this passing offense, a passing offense that's going to have to go pass heavy based on their personnel. So Jake Ferguson is a dude that I'm, I don't know if I'm comfortable throwing right into my starting lineup, but I feel like a month into the season, we're going to be ranking Jake Ferguson as a top 10 uh, tight end week in and week out. Number five on this list, and by the way, all of my preseason weekly recaps and write-ups are in our draft guide. I go through every single preseason game, which I will be doing for all four weeks of the preseason, and going in-depth on snaps, on targets, on routes, on participation with the ones in the starting lineup, all available in our draft guide, as well as our rankings too. So one quarterback, if you're in a super flex league, we got super flex rankings as well. Positional rankings, our must-draft players, our all-fade list. We got a whole gang of shit in that draft guide. You can get it in one of two ways. The first one is at full price on bdge.shop. So you can go directly through our website, bdge.shop, and cop it there for full price, $25. But if you want it at a discount, BDGE, use that code on Underdog Fantasy. So you can go to underdogfantasy.com, but we also have the link for the app right below. There's a link down there. If you click it, it'll take you right to the App Store, regardless of what kind of phone you're on. If you're on some Android type shit, it'll take you there as well. Once you download it, deposit $10 or more on there. Use promo code BDGE when you do so, when you deposit. It will not only double the money that you have on your account to play some pickums with us, to do some best ball drafts with us, but you will get the draft guide emailed to you for free. Monday updates every single week for the draft guide emailed to you as well. So go cop the draft guide if you want all that sheet. Number five on this list, Zay Jones. He's just going to continue to get disrespected. He was a big part of this Jacksonville passing offense last year, and they add Ridley. 
But I, don't, I just think that's going to make the passing offense that much better. Obviously, he's not going to be the one there. He's not even going to be the two there. I don't even know if he's going to be the three there. But I just want a piece of this passing offense, and Zay Jones is such a discounted player. All right, I will continue to say this. This year, Zay Jones is Zay Jones again. I think T-Law might—this th offense is just going to run through the passing game. Like, ETN is cool. Tank Bigsby is cool, but they're not going to rely on their running backs to be the focal point of this passing offense or the focal point of this offense in general. They're passing offense. There's part of me that's like, ah, is T-Law, should he really be like the QB7 or 8 in drafts right now? And then there's part of me that's like, man, I could also see him throwing 38 touchdowns this year, you know? I just think Zay Jones is going to be a really, really nice, solid piece of this offense. And if you're in like deeper leagues where you need a flex two spot, I think Zay Jones is pretty cool. So not a huge upside play, but I do think Romeo Dobbs is a pretty big upside play here. Like I've already said this week, huge fan of the way Green Bay looked in their first preseason game. Yes, it might have it came against backups, but I was more impressed with just the way Jordan Love looked, the shots he was taking, how collected he looked in the pocket, and how smoothly this offense ran. I mean, he threw some erratic throws, but I do think Romeo Dobbs, who started off so hot last year, he, he needed to refine a bunch of things he made a lot of drops he made a lot of silly plays he's a little bit of a raw player but he's the type of dude that has a ton of upside and as he develops more and gets more comfortable being on the field he's he's just going to continue to get better and better and better and I think Romeo Dobbs is one of the more underrated players everyone like loved him and then they hated him and now I feel like he's being underrated in this Green Bay offense and I like Watson love Aaron Jones I like Luke Musgrave who we'll get to next but Romeo Dobbs is a dude that I love because he's running all the routes with the ones and Jaden Reed is a slot guy. When they're in two wide receiver sets, it's going to be Dobbs, it's going to be Watson, and it's going to be Magic. Last year, he he like was the guy all summer and then into the season, and then he got hurt, and then Christian Watson took over and became the guy. And that's for sure the pecking order going forward. But I think by the time he got back, he was still like lingering with the injury. Watson was the one there. Rodgers don't trust nobody. Him and Love having the entire offseason together, building up the trust, makes me feel a lot more comfortable with him. But Luke Musgrave, also, I think this is an interesting just like tight end class in general where we're not used to having rookies getting onto the field and playing immediately. This is like one, I think I'm going to make a bold prediction video next week. And one of the predictions, I want I want to do something with rookie tight ends because this is one of the first years that we have rookie tight ends being drafted and really being thrust right into the starting role. Like Luke Musgrave ran every single snap with the starters in their week one preseason game, which tells me that he's probably going to be a 90% snap guy once the regular season comes around and just that opportunity, I don't know if it's going to lead to a ton of upside, but I think he's like a really sneaky, nice player for the Packers that he's, he's really athletic. So he could have a bunch of explosion plays. So Luke Musgrave, like Sam Laporta is automatically going to be the starting tight end there. Dalton Kincaid's going to get a fuckload of run. Um, do not draft Michael Mayer. I'm telling you, Michael Mayer is going to be a huge mistake for you guys. I've been saying this for a long time. Austin Hooper is like the perfect dude to annoy the shit out of people who drafted Michael Mayer because you're going to just going to be the whole time like Mayer is so much, so much more talented. He's so much better than Austin Hooper. How are they not playing him? Like this is what happens. We've already been down this road before. Those other guys have no competition. Luke Musgrave is one of them. So he is number seven on this list, I think. Number eight, this might be a hot take, but Cortland Sutton. Everyone is obsessed with Jerry Judy right now. I get it. Judy probably has more upside. When you look at Cortland Sutton, one, like when Russ was on the field for this first game, I'll be honest, I, I would have been probably completely out on just like every Denver pass catcher here. But Tim Patrick now again out for the year, unfortunately, it condenses the target share and it condenses it pretty much to Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. You know, maybe Mims gets on the field, maybe Hamler, maybe fucking Marquez Callaway. I don't really know. But what I do know is Russell Wilson's first read so many of the times, so many of the dropbacks goes to Cortland Sutton. He looked good in the first preseason game. And if this offense is even a little bit better than last year, I think Sutton can, I don't, I don't want to say eat. 
I don't want to say eat. That feels a little dramatic right now. But I, I do think he's a really good value at where he's going, especially like six, seven rounds after Jerry Judy. I've been on record. I'm not a fan of Judy this year. I, I really uh, I'm not going to be drafting that as price, but I would be OK with Cortland Sutton in the 10th, 11th, 12th round where he's going right now because everyone hates him coming off the hype that he had last year. Another downfield playmaker is DJ Chark. I think he ends up being the one in this Carolina offense. I think Bryce Young will connect with somebody. There was a lot of wide receivers playing with him in their first preseason game. They were playing with Adam Thielen. They were playing with DJ Chark. They were playing with Jonathan Mingo. They were playing with LaVisca Chenault. They were playing with Shai Smith. They were playing with Terrace Marshall. They got everybody on the goddamn field. But I think DJ Chark is going to be the one that ends up excelling in this offense, becomes like the go-to guy for Bryce Young, especially downfield. Bryce Young is such an accurate player all parts of the field. And DJ Chark is a guy that operates on all parts of the field. I think Chenault will be involved line of scrimmage. I think Thielen will be a slot guy for as long as his legs can hold up. I think Mingo is another dude like Chenault that'll get a lot of play around the line of scrimmage and maybe take some deep shots to him. But I think Chark will end up being the most consistent producer in this offense with Bryce Young. So Chark's my favorite. I don't want to spend up for any Carolina wide receiver because this could shake out anyway. But if I'm going to pick somebody in this offense. I've been getting a ton of DJ Chark, you know, 13th, 14th, 15th round in best ball drafts, and I feel pretty damn good about it. Number 10, the last guy up on this list, we got a running back. I, mean, I realize we've done almost, have we done all wide receivers? All wide receivers and two tight ends. God damn, Nicholas, what are you doing out here? One running back though, one running back that I cannot stop drafting in round 14, 15. And before I name him, before I name the boss, make sure if you're enjoying the video, you hit the button that looks like this. You subscribe to the channel if you are New here because we're going to be doing fantasy football videos, obviously, throughout the entire season as well as the rest of the offseason. Let me know what you guys want to see. I want to do a bold prediction video next week, but like we got a couple weeks till draft. What what videos you guys like the most? What what would help y'all the most that I can produce over the next couple weeks before the season actually starts? All right. So let me know in the comment section and then let me know how much you guys love Jeff Wilson in the comment section. Now, Jeff Wilson left practice last week, and I feel like we still really haven't gotten word of how severe his injury is. So this is based off me hoping that it's not serious if he's back at practice like next week then this remains good if he's missing multiple weeks then i'm we got to be out on jeff wilson of course but for right now i'm looking at the backfield and kind of the same way i feel about michael wilson how he's the only big wide receiver in arizona so by default they kind of have to use him in certain areas jeff wilson is the only big running back in this backfield so they have raheem mosert who they sat for the first preseason game, which I, I kind of assume he's probably the starter there until he gets hurt. They have Miles Gaskin and Salvin Ahmed and then Devon A. Shane. So it went in that order. They had Mostert and Wilson both rested for the first game. You had Salvin Ahmed and Miles Gaskin play exclusively with the starters. Devon A. Chain came in afterwards, played with the second and third string players on the Dolphins. I'm not going to read too much into that because I think by like next week, A. Chain could be the third running back or the, the first guy in if Wilson and Mostert sits. But I think one of those guys probably gets cut. It's definitely either Gaskin or Salvin Ahmed. I'm not sure who they would keep on the team there. But if A-Chain is further down the pecking order, the depth chart, than we previously imagined, then this will be even more condensed. And I just think Jeff Wilson, I'm a big fan of Miami. I think they're going to be one of the more underrated teams in the entire NFL. I'm really in on their offense. And there's just no way that Jeff Wilson is not the goal line back there. They're not going to run the ball a ton when they're on the goal line. I think they'll probably be a super pass-heavy team, kind of similar to the Chiefs that when you get inside like the 10-5, kind of know what they're doing. They're probably passing it. But I think the few runs that they do have, are going to be Jeff Wilson's. And he's the only back that's really been able to hold up with a big workload at the NFL level of the dudes that they've got on the depth chart right now. So Jeff Wilson's a dude that I, you know, sparingly based on the injury news at this point, 
If he's back, though, Jeff Wilson will be uh, a double-digit round pick for me in almost every draft that I have, okay? He was impressive last year. He's impressive. Anytime he's gotten opportunity, he's been impressive, and I feel like now is probably a golden time to have an opportunity as a super underrated player in a very, very good offense. All right, so those are the 10 guys. We'll run through them real quick. We got Michael Wilson, Alec Pierce, Devontae Parker, Jake Ferguson, Zay Jones, Romeo Dobbs, Cortland Sutton, DJ Chark, Luke Musgrave, and Jeff Wilstein. Those are the 10 sleepers I'm looking at. I'm looking at you to go down there, hit the thumbs up button, subscribe to the channel, and most importantly, if you want to support the brand, head over to Underdog Fantasy, use promo code BDGE. When you deposit $10 or more, they'll double whatever you put down. You'll get the draft guide for free. And we've got our own BDGE Superflex tournament launching on their platform next Thursday. We'd love to see it. Now y'all can untuck your shirts. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.